Welcome to Stay Healthy New England with your host, Dr. Jessica Papa, physical therapist and owner of Arancha Physical Therapy in Cranston, Rhode Island. Dr. Jess is a women's health and myofascial expert committed to broadening the collective definition of pelvic health and well being. Join her each month as she speaks with doctors of physical therapy from across the U.S. who are specialists in women's health care. Discover the tools you need to start living your best life today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today's exciting episode is all about fascia. Fascia is your connective tissue in the body that you are covered in from head to toe. So it's a continuous web of tissue from the top of the muscle all the way down to the cellular level in your body. Everything in the body is connected to this tissue. So it interacts with all of the other systems in your body, which is a pretty amazing thing when you take a second to really let that sink in. So I'm gonna do something a little bit different in this episode. I'm gonna share a chapter in my book called First Things First, Fascia. This is from my book, Conquering Mystery Pain, How Myofascial Release Can Help Heal You. So this is really a great chapter. If you've never heard anything about fascia, if this term is new to you, tune in, put your antennas up because you'll never think of your body in the same light after this. So it starts off with a quote, which goes, sometimes you don't realize the weight of something you've been carrying until you feel the weight of its release. The very basis of myofascial release, MFR, is identifying and treating restrictions within the little known tissue called fascia. If you have never heard of fascia, you are not alone. Very few people are aware that there is a tissue that covers most of your body more than your skin and that it can be the source of many problems and issues you may be facing in your daily life. Let's explore together what fascia is in context of your body and how it can be affecting you everywhere from the strange tingling in your feet to the tension headaches in your skull. Fascia is a thin layer of connective tissue that lays over your muscles and extends all the way down to the cellular level of the body. It covers each organ, nerve, muscle, bone, and vein. The entirety of fascia is called the fascial system, and when fascia is restricted, it is often referred to as the straitjacket. This epithet is derived from the fact that there is not one square inch of your body that does not have an overlay of fascial tissue. So, when your fascia cannot move freely, it is effectively binding you to your body it becomes a trap that you cannot escape. In short, from the tip top of your head to the bottom of your toes, fascia covers your entire being. The interesting part of your anatomy is composed of two types of fibers, collagenous fibers, which are very tough and have very little stretch, ability and elastic fibers, which are stretchable. It lies over your muscles and goes all the way down to the cellular level without interruption. It is considered to be a major system and organ known as the interstitia. The interstitia is the only system that surrounds and invades every other tissue and organ of the body, including nerves, vessels, muscles, and bones. 
Interestingly, fascia is more dense in some areas than others, depending on where in the body it is located. My favorite analogy when explaining fascia is that of an orange. When we peel an orange, it easily separates into slices that are divided by a sturdy, transparent tissue. The tissue is the orange sections is similar to the fascia under our skin. The slices of oranges are held together under the thick outer skin by a thin white layer of pith, which is analogous to the superficial layers of fascia that run throughout our bodies. In the very center of the orange, there is a long white center that keeps the orange connected and intact until it's pulled off or the slices are physically separated. This center connector is much like the deeper fascial layer beneath our skin. These deeper fascial layers hold our muscles and organs apart from one another, yet simultaneously hold them together in the same layer underneath the skin. This extensive tissue serves multiple important functions as well, including the stabilization and connection of your various muscles and other tissues. If you were to peek beneath your skin, you would see it work constantly to keep you moving and functioning properly. Because of the overreaching nature of your fascial system, when damage occurs, there's a long string of consequences throughout your many other systems. It is vulnerable for the exact reason it is so very strong. It is everywhere. Functionally, fascia allows the body to resist mechanical stresses, both internally and externally. It also provides a sliding and gliding environment for muscles, suspends organs in their proper place, transmits movement from muscles to the bones they attach to, and provides a supportive and movable wrapping for nerves and blood vessels as they pass through and between muscles. Of course, if fascia is not acting and reacting properly, you can begin to experience disorders of any one of these functions. When healthy fascia is structured in a way that looks relaxed, wavy in configuration, it should be movable and change with the rest of the body easily and without resistance. When an injury occurs and the physicality of fascia is altered through trauma, emotional or physical, it loses the pliable characteristics that are so very important to its function. The fascia can bunch up when patterns are broken and are over-adjusting occurs at the point of damage. When this happens, the layers of fascia are no longer uniform and can instead form knots, similar to those in a piece of lumbar. These knots eventually restrict motion and can render certain movements impossible. This is when you see and feel fascia change in a noticeable way. It can feel hot, hard or tender and rigid. Dehydrated, the tissues no longer glide along each other easily. It becomes more like beef jerky, immobile and tough. Fascial malfunction will begin to become more and more evident as the fascia is pulled tight or stretched beyond its abilities in the places where it was not meant to stretch at all. This results in tissues restricting, decreased mobility and ultimately pain. The main instigator of these irregularities is trauma. For our purposes, the term trauma describes events such as surgery, accidents, injury, repetitive activities, stress, and postural patterns. At this point of injury or trauma, 
fibers of the fascia become restricted and in turn prevent fluid from passing through the fascial system the way that it should as described above. This produces an incredible amount of tensile pressure, pressure, tensile pressure. We talk a lot about fascia being an integral part in all parts of our body. Our brain is no exception. Dura, or the specific fascia that encompasses the brain and adjoining central nervous system, has an important job. When healthy, the dura keeps the flow of oxygen to our cells and neurotransmitters unimpeded and detoxes within those areas. As expected, when those functions are disrupted by pressure or injury, you are left with physiological illness, depression, anxiety, and nerve pain. Due to the overarching importance of the dura, some speculate that this also triggers our fight or flight response, which we will explore in detail later. Keeping all this in mind, let's explore the physicality behind this phenomenon. For example, Gerald Pollock, doctor at the University of Washington, provided a comprehensive study that probed into the specialized method that fluid moves through the fascial system and why the restriction of fluid through the fascial system is so damaging in his book entitled The Fourth Phase of Water Beyond Solid, Liquid, and Vapor. Dr. Pollock discovered that despite the common conception that water exists in three states of matter, liquid, ice, and vapor, there's actually a fourth option, liquid crystal. Liquid crystal has characteristics of both a solid and a liquid and has the capability to change. Fascia's properties are very similar to that of liquid crystal, making them almost synonymous, synonymous and there is a direct scientific connection. Pressure and restriction of fluid will cause pain. This pain, while often immense, is not something that will be evident in x-rays or MRI tests. As a result, many patients who experience pain that cannot be explained by an obvious trauma through imaging, diagnostic tests, are often overlooked by medical practitioners who do not have training in myofascial release. The pain then remains unchecked and untreated. Misdiagnosis runs rampant within the medical community pertaining to the particular subject of myofascial pain. To further exacerbate this issue within pain management, the point of discomfort that a patient may be experiencing is often far from the true location of the fascial damage. Fluid restriction and points of stress can and very often affect the entire body. We likened fascia to a web for a reason. For example, patients may identify pain in the right shoulder when they are actually experiencing fascial abnormality at a surgery site on their back, which had been operated on many years before. Hmm. The most simple way to illustrate the reasoning behind all of this is in the way Dr. Pollock himself describes fascia. According to him, we are not simply covered by fascia. We are in fact fascial beings. It is a matrix and by its very nature adapts to us at the same time that we can change because of that. There's no end to the immense immersive influence it has over us and all functions that make our lives possible. For many reasons, many years, 
Physical therapists like John F. Barnes, who knew this to be true, were invalidated by faulty and insufficient research. The issue that we did not have accurate modeling of the human body when healthy and alive. Dr. John Claude Gimberteau, a French hand and plastic surgeon, re remedied this when in 2005 he updated the model of human anatomy through his groundbreaking research, Strolling Under the Skin. With visual evidence, he was able to show exactly what fascial tissue actually looks like on a living human. This has become the irrefutable corroboration that John Barnes and Dr. Pollock needed to show that fascia is a completely integrated part of the body. Damage to the fascia is much harder to remedy than a topical injury because of the static state of the tissue, even if it is identified and diagnosed. No amount of stretching, heating, icing, or exercise will lessen pain that stems from fascial damage because those conventional methods of pain alleviation do not address the source of the injury. Because of this, it can be the cause of chronic pain. Your chronic pain is present for a reason. Thanks to the researchers and physical therapists who have dedicated their lives to the study of fascia, you have a chance of not only identifying the reason for it, but also a treatment. Myofascia release has been built on this fact. Now it is up to the patient to utilize it. So there you have it. There is the chapter on first things first, fascia from my bestselling book, Conquering Mystery Pain, How Myofascial Release Can Help Heal You. This was really fun sharing with you. I hope you all enjoyed it. Tune in for the next episode, a little bit more on the actual practice of myofascial release. Now that you all have a better baseline understanding of what fascia is and how it pertains to your body, next episode we'll actually get to explore the actual science behind myofascial release, the approach, and how it's practiced within the medical community. So stay tuned to everybody, and I look forward to coming back to tune in with you in a few weeks. Bye.